far away With a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia Look Vader and later, Kylo Fit Parade Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed Who got the Chewbacca, there's no need to fret Busters are primed in the coordinates set Then it's off with the heads like their name Jango Fett I've seen these movies like 500 times Some solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind One with the Force and the Force is with me So of course you will see even if I go blind I'm on this journey of trials and lessons Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens Enjoy every minute cause they're only legends What's up Star Wars fans? Welcome back Uh don't know why I just fucking forgot how to talk for about two seconds there. Uh, we're going to welcome back welcome back into the studio uh, uh, Spencer Kaprowski. He missed the Bad Batch yet, but he is here I'm back. today. He's back for episode 33 of Their Only Legends. Um, yeah, man. All right. I don't know. You you're, like, shit, man. you're like, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you just kind of stumbled I, into that. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't give a fuck. Hold on. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Oh, shit. Happy yeah. Wednesday, or whenever you're listening to this. I am excited to be back. I wasn't able to record Bad Batch, but uh, here I am for uh, our main ep. I'm excited. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about and all that, but before we get into that, how you doing, bro? Oh, I'm good, bro. I'm tired. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not, not like tired like I can't do this like actively. I'm just tired like, man, I didn't realize uh, why... Like, why you're not supposed to smoke so much weed before you go to bed. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, too, bro, is, like, you text me at, like, 1 a.m. before we record. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm already snoozing, bro. So, like, I wake I up. I'm a, I'm a morning person. I'm awake. I drank coffee. I made jade food. I did some dishes. You know, I start doing my little my little morning chores. And, like, I'm, I'm usually awake. But, like, I don't talk much before yeah. sitting down. So, like, you sit down to record. And I'm like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. But... Other than that, I'm good. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm excited, bro. We have some fun stuff to talk about. And that's uh, other than that. Before we dive oh, into yeah. like news and articles and a couple yeah. quizzes and stuff, we got lined up. Um, two things. I do want to know what Star Wars you've enjoyed this week. But another thing is, I love Marvel. Okay, we're gonna start with some Marvel talks. We didn't get okay. to it. We we said we were gonna talk about it last episode. We didn't talk about it. I'm on my second rewatch, going all the way through, and I'm gonna. Mm-hmm basically finish Endgame before Loki, which I, I kind of want to squeeze WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier in there, too. You probably should. I love this shit, dude. Like, I, I feel so embarrassed for having slept on it for so long. Mm. Like, I have had... In, in the last couple weeks, I have been more involved in the MCU than I have in Star Wars. Mm. And so I'm only saying this to kind of preface where my head is at going into this episode. We're like, I'm excited to talk Star Wars, but like, right. I got MCU on the brain, dude. Like I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm excited. Like these are the kind of movies where I feel just like Star Wars has been for years where it's mm-hmm. just like, I can watch them on repeat. I can watch empire three times in a week yeah. or, or Jedi or whatever. Um, I feel that, kind of tingling urge especially since i don't have the familiarity with it and i'm still curious because like you do these like i I don't have the typical fan reception of like i'm gonna go to a theater and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. watch this and i'm gonna let it sit for six months to a year and then i'm gonna go see the next project and fill in all the pieces of how it ties in and this and that Mm -hmm. i get to sit down and binge the entire mcu yeah whenever i want 
give yeah. or take a few things. There are three movies that are not on Disney Plus that I have to rent or buy separately. One of them is Hulk, The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. Like I've I watched that movie when I was a kid. I really have no interest. I'm well, a huge like continuity person too. So like Edward Norton, like I I won't be able to watch it and then go to Mark Ruffalo and I also don't find Hulk that interesting. Like you you look at Mark Ruffalo and it's like every fucking line is you don't want to make me angry. How about this fucking guy? Like that's like I I think I, they say that once or whatever. <laughs> what, yeah. I'm not saying like. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, but I'm talking about literally. He's just talking about like you're gonna put me in a tube in a high right. stress situation. Like, right? Well, I, that's that's part of his character yeah. over the time is like when you first meet him in Avengers, right? Because like, you, of course, you meet him in Incredible Hulk, um, but when you meet him with the Mark Ruffalo character uh, in Avengers, he's very much like that. Like, he's terrified. Because he doesn't know what the fuck, like, he is. Mm-hmm. Well, he knows, like, he, all he knows is that gamma accident, and now he does a thing. Yeah. And it's scary, because he hurts people, you know. And so, when they, like, he he's basically, like, uh, anxiety is ramped up all the time. Sure, yeah. And... And I think that is the, the the one of the things is he realized like when he gets mad this happens, and he, at being you know jumping ahead to the the end of Avengers when he says that's my secret cap I'm always angry, um, is like his secret is that he's angry but at the same time that is why he's so fucking terrified of this happening is because he knows he's always mad. Because he's pissed off at whatever it is, he's just constantly angry, and he knows that if he gets angry enough, this thing's gonna happen, and he's a, he doesn't want that to happen. So he's like on this balance of yeah. like anxious, of like it's when it, I don't know for people who smoke weed, if you uh, if you're if you smoke when you're already nervous or anxious about something, it's gonna amplify that, and mm-hmm. then the more you think about it while you're already there, is more likely to tip you into like a panic attack. And yeah. so it's like one of those things where it's like you have to recognize like where the balance is at and you're really doing it to yourself. And then I think as the movies progress, he more and more figures out how to control his emotions. Therefore, he's not as worried until mm-hmm. he finally gets to the point where they just off screen merge the two characters. That's that's one of my few complaints is like you're just going to have Bruce and Hulk come back as one character and not show us how it happened. And it's the same, like somehow Palpatine has returned, except he gives us a couple more lines than that. And he's like, you know, I, I took the brains and the brawn and I put them together. He's like six months and something, something or whatever. And it's like, that's not good enough. You can't just have a big green Mark Ruffalo who's got glasses and talking like a super interesting character to me anyway, the smart Hulk or whatever the hell they call him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I like the incredible Hulk character. He's not the most intriguing character to me. Um, I haven't watched the Edward Norton incredible Hulk since it first came out on DVD or whatever. I don't feel like I need to, like, I feel like when we're introduced to the Hulk and the Avengers, like I know, you know the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if, if I want to, um, and I mean, it's the same thing with like Spider Man, right? 
Mm-hmm. So like Spider Man, we don't get a Spider Man origin story in the MCU because you're basically you basically because you don't fucking need it. Yeah. Spider Man goes on a field trip. He gets bit by a spider. Uncle Ben dies. Great power comes great responsibility. Boom, origin story. Right. Like, it's it's not necessarily like it's not necessary. <laughs> not yeah, necessarily yeah. necessary. It's not necessarily um, necessary. So I I kind of view it like that. Where if I want to go and visit the Edward Norton Hulk. I can do that and view it as like a, oh, this is a standalone origin story, but mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have, I don't feel like it's necessary to go into the MCU and like understand what's going on. Sure. Um, that being said, this, I, I, why didn't anyone tell me to watch this shit? Pretty <laughs> sure I did. No, I know people have, bro, but like, <laughs> I'm so like, I feel embarrassed by it. Like, I feel embarrassed being, like, public about the fact that, like, I didn't enjoy this huge-ass franchise. Now I'm late to it, which is fine, because it's, like, I'm super excited about, like, oh, my God, all this stuff. And, like, I want to talk about it. People are like, bro, I've known that for 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. like it just, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, I yeah. love every one of the movies so far. Like, every fucking one. Like, and, like, I hear, like, oh, well, this one's good and this one's bad. I just watched Thor The Dark World. Yeah, it's Loved trash. Loved it. Yeah, it's trash. No, I liked it, bro. Yeah, no, it's I like fine. It, I like it's Thor fine. lore. You can like you can like bad things. It's okay. Look at the sequel trilogy, <laughs> I, dude. I was I wasn't gonna go there. I almost said it, and then I was like, ah, nah, I'm not gonna go there. I like Thor: Dark World. I liked Captain Marvel. Um, like I like all this stuff. I don't have any character complaints for Brie Larson in Captain Marvel. Um, like I I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited to get caught up to watch Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to push my way through WandaVision. I need to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I, I just watched, like, on and off over the past week. I've watched uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier twice just because I enjoy mm. it. Um, Dude, the scene when... They're in the elevator? No. Because that, um, that is one of my favorite Cap scenes. When he's sitting there and they're going floor by floor through S.H.I.E.L.D. And on each floor, more and more agents are getting on. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and Cap moves to the front and he's facing the door. He's like, before we get started. <laughs> like, yeah. Because that's then, where the meme comes from, doesn't it? Uh, where it's like he whispers in his ear and then he starts getting choked out. Oh, I don't know. It might so, be. So okay, have you, you know what meme I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what though, you're right? talking about. Where they're like so, holding him back. <clears throat> so I'm I pretty sure that, that meme is a is a mashup of the stat scene with the scene from Endgame where they go back in time when he leans in and whispers "Hail Hydra," mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, which I think was a dope callback to the comic. Sure. That everybody freaked out about when Captain America turned out being the sleeper agent for Hydra. <laughs> People were so mad. <laughs> I loved it. Anyway, um, but yeah, that that scene's pretty funny, and I could never remember which scene it was in or, or um, which movie it was in, because I feel like that was supposed to be in the first Avengers when he's going down the elevator, but it's not. It's in Winter Soldier mm-hmm. when they're fighting in the elevator. Um, I was gonna say, oh yeah, so in Winter Soldier, I'm pretty sure it's Winter Soldier when him and when him and Bucky are fighting in the street. And Bucky's got the knife in his hand, and like the knife keeps trading back and forth. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. but like, like Bucky like punches or something, or tries to slice slice with the knife, and then flips it, and then catches it down low and keeps fighting. But they never stop. Um, I watched the the behind the scenes of both uh, 
uh, fucking Seb and uh, Chris Evans like f- fighting that scene out, and he actually does that with the with the prop knife. He Put actually, a lightsaber in his hand immediately. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, that that but that scene's really awesome. Like I always wait for that moment when he's when the knife and it's like like that. You hardly see it, but the the knife he just flips the knife and as it's dropping he catches it and keeps fighting and it's like what the fuck. But you know that's that's a really good movie. Um, that's also the movie where isn't that right when uh, is it Cap, uh, Black Widow and Falcon are all wearing the baseball caps with the glasses at like the cafe. Fuck! I just watched it. It might not be that one. I know what scene you're talking about, but that might be. I might be talking about Civil War. So okay, also um, a great movie. Yeah, but it's it's just like because they're trying not to be noticed, right? They're they're stalking somebody, and uh, they're just wearing those aviators with baseball caps. Civil War. I think it's Civil War. Yeah, and it's just funny to me is like the memes that went around about how like that's their disguise. Yeah. They're like they all if you ever see somebody wearing a baseball cap like that and aviators they're up to no good <laughs> like they're clearly <laughs> trying to hide from somebody man uh but so yeah i've watched a lot of marvel in the last week i absolutely love it i'm gonna keep watching this shit on repeat for a while if i wasn't a pudgy white dude like i would probably just make another marvel podcast because i feel like i need to voice a bunch of stuff and i want to actually mm-hmm. like go through and deep dive this maybe Maybe I'll incorporate a segment to this show. We'll call it like Marvel Minute, where I can just we rant can just, for a minute. <laughs> like, I would love to have conversation. I mean, we don't even have to set aside a segment. We'd just be like, uh, "What type of Marvel shit you want to bitch about today?" Because I, sure. I love, I love talking about Marvel, man. That's um, you getting into this uh, has reminded me, um, like, how much I love Marvel. Because I'm already I, looking I, I, to collect Marvel figures, and like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> this guy is in it. Um, I'm not that far, but, uh, yeah, that's, I, I love Marvel. It's so much fun. Like anything really with this type of lore, mm-hmm. like to the same type to the same extent that we do this with star Wars, you can with Marvel. Um, yeah. plus you have all the comics, yeah. which can be argued that you do in star Wars too. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of star Wars fans, um, that just don't venture into that realm, but there's so much lore to be filled. Uh, there, mm-hmm. it's not in our show notes, but there is the the Star Wars Bounty Hunter comic coming out, mm. where it's it's got multiple things. So basically, it like confirms that Boba Fett loses Han Solo, who's frozen in Kryptonite, before getting him to Jabba's palace. Mm. Um, Kira is involved in this too, and this takes place ten years after her appearance in Solo, and apparently she's in this and still a fucking crime boss badass. Um, Ooh, and there's wait, wait, there's wait, a wait, few wait. other things. That means she's the leader of Crimson Dawn, because Ooh. if this is te- if this is ten years after Han or after Solo, Maul's dead by then. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah, right, yeah, because Solo. I takes haven't place- read the comic or much about it because I'm trying to stay spoiler free until I can read it. Mm-hmm. But I know that she's involved in it. Like I yeah. know that she's in it. Well, I'm just speculating based off of timeline shit. Um, but the same thing I told Mike. Uh, Lucasfilm and everybody involved in making Star Wars is not concerned about retconning the media, the the print media, like mm-hmm. the canon shit. Like that's one thing uh, we kind of talked about. Well, I don't know if we even talked about it, but I talked to him about it off mic at least about uh, uh, just you know you can't just because something is canon in print media, be it comics, novels, whatever, 
doesn't make it safe mm-hmm. when it comes to shit on screen. <laughs> and so like, um, well, and we haven't really talked about this, but Disney and Lucasfilm do have the ability to, to where if they're working on a series or a film and all of a sudden they're like, I want to do this because this is going to work better for my film or my series. They have that big legend stamp that they can just stamp on fucking print media. And I mm-hmm. feel like the more we get into the Disney Star Wars universe, I feel like we're probably going to start seeing that to where things that are printed post 2016, if they contradict what they want to put out with their main money makers, their series and their films, mm-hmm. they can slap, they, they have the ability to just, oh, this is Legends now. Yeah. And, and completely fucking retcon whatever they want. And, like, we already have a few lingering things out there where this could happen. Like, the Ahsoka novel, for example. Um, the Ahsoka novel kind of, you know, the the whole reference is the overlap with the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. There are a few things that we pointed out. The grave sites, the color of the lightsabers, this and that, that could, you know, that are contradicted in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. They could easily just, sorry, E.K. Johnston, boom, here's a stamp. This shit's Legends now. Yeah. Like, it, it, I don't think it necessarily has to be reserved for things that were printed prior to the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. I right. think that they have that as a tool and they can exercise it as they want. They could do it to an entire fucking trilogy if they wanted. <laughs> they could just be I don't, like, yeah. boom. I mean, like, they could. They're I not going to. They're not I'm going saying to. They could. They have yeah. the ability. Um, um, I want to get your take uh, – because so as far as Star Wars I've watched this week I, I watched a few episodes of Rebels I'm almost to the end of season three I, okay. I, I I'm into the start of the the part the two part finale okay um so that's pretty much all I watched uh I did like because it's it's um fuck oh yeah it was the, the the whole Mandalore thing with uh um um um, um, um uh, Sabine mm-hmm. getting the dark saber I thought was pretty cool hell yeah. Um, when like it, it kind of i can't help but pick out like the 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 messages they're trying to convey to children while they're well you know like the the learning points cuz sometimes they're a little too on the nose but that's when i can remind myself it's for 8 year olds dude <laughs> you know uh but in any case like Ezra getting ex- like Ezra getting a ch- like it was like a cool thing of like when Ezra's trying to train her and he's like Ezra's excited mm-hmm. to like like show her the basic steps and she's like well why were we using sticks and then he like you know whatever but then homeboy I can't remember his name uh Feng Feng Rao Fen Rao mm-hmm. or Feng Rao one of the two Fen Rao something like uh, that it's Fen Rao I yeah. I remember it because um so in the X Wing game that we haven't talked about in probably about two months for once um yeah. uh Mike is the scum and villainy uh faction which has uh, Fen Rao and the like the the Mandalorian. I didn't think uh, it'd be considered. I mean, I guess so, right? Yeah, because like they're at yeah yeah they're basically at that time the, uh, against the Galactic Empire, you mm-hmm. know, and so they're but they're not with the Rebellion either, so they're kind of scum and villainy. He's also a bad guy when you first meet him, pretty yeah. sure in, in Rebels. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, that whole thing's cool. Going back to Mandalore, and doesn't he give her like the wrist gauntlet thing? Yeah, that yeah. gives the different powers and stuff. Um, but then I like when she goes up against fucking. She goes up against Kanan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it has it's an emotional scene, dude. It's a it's a really good scene. Yeah. How Kanan's just like, like frustrated, 
Mm-hmm. Like you think this is a game, and like it was, you know, sides like when when she hits him with the rope, and he just blocks it with his arm. It takes yep. out his lightsaber, just cuts the shit off. He's like, your little tricks will work against you know regular whatever and then like she gets angry or whatever and then you get her whole like because he's trying to push her to that emotional tipping point to like Mm -hmm. what what is it that what is it going to take for you to take this seriously so he like pushes her about like making like not making fun of her but like accusing her of running away from her family and all that shit and this is when you learn all of the backstory of why she had to leave concord dawn or wherever the fuck she had to leave from making that weapon that you know targeted yeah. her people she developed the technology that would turn around to target her people and yeah now her people hate her and whatever yeah and then her going back was pretty cool um her mom uh or her brother was it her brother or her mom that sold yeah i think her mom sold them out or something to the oh i don't remember yeah it's been a couple months now yeah yeah but anyway <laughs> it was it was pretty cool like the, I liked the whole, see that like, whole thing the standoff vibe of like when they go back to her family mm-hmm. and like you don't know what's going to happen and basically yeah. they're like you know it's a you shouldn't have come back here kind of situation yeah but no it's a uh, it's great man it's, but uh other than that i wanted to get so um on the bad batch review that mike and i did and i told you before we started that uh we kind of took a, a turn away from bad batch for a while during it i had a i had a I'm going to give you the, the the cliff notes of a take I had. Um, I had a take where basically I think that they shouldn't have, that Disney shouldn't have stopped with legends on books and comics. I think they absolutely should have continued on and made Clone Wars, at least Clone Wars, the show, legends as well and really yeah so because and the reason why guys i'm sure you listened to the bad batch the reason spencer hasn't heard it yet because at, at the time of this recording it's not out so i just wanted to tell him this and get his take i think that because of the 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 um mike has the same kind of idea uh the consequences of it it's like you have us you have seven seasons over the course of two years in universe three years in universe of anakin skywalker basically like having a padawan and and during mm-hmm. the show, like caring about Ahsoka more than he cares about Obi Wan, essentially. Like you don't really get during the Clone Wars that whole like you're my brother vibe as much as it is like he kind of tells him what to do and he's actually more like clo- he's closer to Ahsoka. Um, and then you get the the live action movie which came out before, obviously, and that whole scene of obi-wan and anakin which is like a gut punch every time you watch it emotionally it's like yeah. but no canonically speaking he has a padawan which he has shown on screen what be it animation to care more about and she's just nowhere we're supposed to believe she's just nowhere to be seen never to be brought up and it's like it just makes it weird the same thing like with uh uh this whole narrative ab- about vader having hated Palpatine the whole time and been wanting to like overthrow him the whole time that you hear about in these comics and stuff and like it kind of undermines the fact that he was supposed to be this dark lord who's evil and bad and it's actually the love for his son at the very end that flips him and like instead of it being like oh he was wanting to kill the emperor the whole time and he just took the opportunity when he did or no his love for his son is what finally pulled him through and that makes you know 
that's what's so powerful about that moment that he's the most evil being on the planet and even the love for his son was able to pull him out of that and so um i was i yeah so my take is i think they should have legends can't like even though i like like the filoni verse has brought in ahsoka mm-hmm. and whatnot like and i really love ahsoka like she's one of my favorite characters um i just think for the sake of the movies and shit like they should have just for it just should have never included it and what do you think about that um well i have thoughts and i have questions my yeah. question is is are you would you think that it would be a better approach to reserve the title of canon for live action projects? Like, is that because the only thing I have to say in, in rebuttal to that to have any kind of pushback is like, where would the line be to new projects, whether that be comics or novels or whatever to be like, would, wouldn't, wouldn't it be kind of a safeguard to be like, this is all legend, right? And and because I think I've touched on this briefly, where if they were to put out new legend stuff, right? And, and this is you know it's it's if they were to put out new legends, they could reserve it of being like this is fucking legends, right? This didn't actually happen, but it's said to have happened. But like you know, tales in the cantina style, it's like I heard through this person that Dooku, this is his backstory, or this or that. Um, this is how Ahsoka came to have her lightsaber. Like these are legends, um, and then they could gauge fan reception to the legends and see the shit. Because fans blow up, and they're like, "This is fucking awesome." Then okay, let's find a way to solidify this by giving it a mention in live action canon. Um, I I do like this. Like I don't. It it would also fill in a lot of gaps. It would create bridges in continuity um like if ahsoka the novel was legends and clone wars was legends as well we could basically take the sum of any two events and be like okay it was probably roughly this that happened the the yeah the whole like <clears throat> every, there's two there's three sides to every story their yeah. side their whether side, her and the sabers truth is somewhere in the middle green yeah it's hearsay but yeah this is the overall story of what had happened. Her her face off with Maul had this dialogue, or it was kind of this dialogue, which there was some overlap, but it was they're both legends, so it kind of probably falls right in between. Something there. kind of fun about that too is like, um, and I know there's probably quite a few people who are like, nah, man, fuck that, like this whole like, you know heard it through the grapevine type of thing so it depends on who you heard it from is how the story actually goes like mm-hmm. i don't think people like that idea i think a lot of people are like no tell me how it is i want to know how it is that's another thing mike said on the thing which you'll hear when you listen back to it is his whole he has a thing about like there's some there is an aspect of pride in knowing everything about the thing you love sure and that's what makes it frustrating when things get decanonized or switched around and it's like it's a different generation essentially is like our generation and generations before us had that pride of like knowing every single bit about the star Wars lore. Like I said, mentioned, like I loved that when I was working at accurate, even though I don't know everything about star Wars and people know a lot more than me at accurate, I was the one who knew the most. And it was, it was really like, it made me happy when people came up to me and were like, Hey, and then such and such. And then I'd be like, know the answer. Um, that being said, um, I don't think like I like the idea of like the Ahsoka novels from Ahsoka's perspective, mm-hmm. the Clone Wars 
is a story being told to us. So in the yeah. Clone Wars, Anakin hands her her lightsabers and says, you know, whatever he says. I made, I, I made them better or whatever. And they're blue. But in the novel, then she's when she has them, they're green um, until they're gone. And then she gets her white ones. Um, but like you would, so like with those two things, you'd be like, okay, well, this is from Ahsoka's perspective. So her sabers were probably still green. But the person telling the Clone War story thought it would be like more touching if Anakin had given back her lightsabers and then made them like his. And so yeah. it's like they like, punched up their drunken ramblings exa- a little bit. Exactly. And, and, and like and yeah. Anakin, he brought out her sabers and guess what? He made them blue like his. <laughs> so that they would have the same. You know, and it's like it's like, oh, oh really? Shit. I heard yeah. they were blue. Well, but she said they were green, you know? Like it, yeah, it's I think that'd be fun. Um, and yeah, so that was, is that, did you ask your question that you had or did you, were you just making your point? Cause you said I, you had, the question I had was like, where's the line? Where's the like, line? Okay. Where, or in your head, like what would be a good, like established line? Yeah. Would every printed project be Canon? Would every, you know, animation project be legends? Like, like I, so in a perfect world, all of the media that gets released would be uh would be i don't know the word for it this sucks um would would be all it, the continuity would be there right sure I, c- I was trying to find a word for continuity i want to say continuous but i don't think that's the right word for it sameism um, sameism <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just kidding. I shit's, don't know. The, shit's the same um <laughs> no I, like i really i like in a perfect world it would be like people who created the movies would then have inspired people who created comics and the novels. Mm-hmm. And when they write shit to that shit is fact now. And then the next people who are going to make stuff like, so the people who write the comics and books have to make sure that what they're doing isn't going to overlap or ruin anything in the movies. And then yeah. people who make more comics or books or movies later and that has anything to do with anything that happened before, they have to make sure the new shit they're creating isn't going to upset that. Because that's what happens when you care. Is that you know you... what we need? Hmm. Lucasfilm needs to hire a lore master. Yes. Okay? We need one person or maybe a team of people whose job it is to is to oversee all of the history of the franchise. So like and and know yeah. No. enough to when they review projects and they're the ones they could be the ones to determine well this could have this pushback this is kind of brushing up against this and we want to leave this open to do yes. this in a future project not so somebody, we're going to make this not somebody to create future lore but right. somebody just to be like this to archive it respectively yeah. so and like, place things where they need to be as new things get created they look back and they go uh continuity error actually here that like, because yeah. I was gonna say George Lucas, but but that would be more of like his vision and going forward. Whereas like George Lucas doesn't have to be involved with quote unquote lore master because you don't have to know the direction of the story to know the past of the story. And if the lore master's job is to make sure anything else being created by creative people doesn't overlap or upset or you know disrupt anything previously made, you just have to be able to basically be a human encyclopedia and be mm-hmm. like you know. No, you can't have them. You can't make them a master of that person because they actually already had a Padawan, and during the same time period, type of deal, whatever. Um, 
But as far as where the line is, dude, um, I think it's, I think it's like, I think saying anything live action should be considered canon. But at the same time, that like, that's tough to do, right? Like, it's tough to say anything that's animated series or anything that's comic book or novel isn't canon. Um, really, it it really. Um, puts a stranglehold on uh, the stories that can be told. And it's like, sure. realistically speaking, uh, movies and TV shows, live action, they're not cheap to make. Granted, they will make a lot back, but they take time and they take a lot of money. Whereas a novel or a comic book doesn't take as much um, money. I don't, I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't i know trying to come up with creative shit how long it can take so i'm not going to take anything away from novels or or comic book writers um so yeah i don't know um it it is a tough it is a tough question to answer because i don't know where that line would be um it it the easiest way to do it would just be like "Mm, we don't like the story legends we're gonna make yeah. a new one. You know that is the easiest way. Hit him with that legend stamp. And you'd have um, to make sure that team of people was so well rounded. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How come everything with Ray is legends? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, and that and that is a thing. Is like, you could, in theory, have like somebody go and say, "All right, um, sequel trilogy is legends, mm-hmm. right?" But the problem with that is. Okay, so if you were to do that, to, before I move on to my other thought, like, you could in theory, it, the second you make Ray's origin legends, everything about Ray now becomes legends. Um, until it's recreated in the canon. So mm-hmm. it's like you could say, um, in theory, because uh, Ray's origin doesn't get explained until episode nine. Once you once you uh, decanonize Force Awakens. That now means eight and nine are also decanonized. Also, her origin. So even though her origin technically, like chronologically, takes place before Ep Seven, you don't hear about it till Ep Nine. So it gets rid of everything. So now, yeah, you're right. Everything that you'd be like, why is everything with Ray Legends? Well, because we got rid of her origin story. Therefore, everything with Ray's Legends. But my thing is like, Legends has a stigma now within the within the community. Um. Legends means not canon, which means not important, and that's not true. You know, that's and that's and that's once we can get rid of that as a community, once we can look at it more from the lens of, um, you know, stories told around you know the bar or a game of telephone. Once you can, which is how I like to approach legends. Yeah, because I have that same that same kind of bias where it's like. Well, this is legend, so I'm going to dedicate six hours of my life to reading this novel, and none of it happened. Yeah. So, and that's the thing is like, what, if you can get rid of that whole everything that I know has to be exactly true, mm-hmm. and just take it for the fact of just pure entertainment. Yeah. You know, like, then it doesn't matter how long that novel took you to read because you had fun reading it. And it was a fun story. You know, the only the only series, the only fucking fictional world that I actually have that issue. Like, I've read hundreds of books in my life, if not thousands. And 
the only like I I've never once read a Stephen King book, and because Stephen King books are mostly all in the same universe together, which like yeah. it's a, it's pretty pretty cool. But like I've never once read it and been like, man, I sure hope he doesn't make another book that makes this not true because I just wasted all my time reading this book. It's like no, fucking you know the Dark Tower series is an amazing series. Whether or not you know if they wanted to create like something else to make it not true. No, I'm not going to be like, man, I wasted my time. You know, if they got, if, if basically JK Rowling came out and said that, you know, Harry was actually, uh, a regular ass human who, you know, was just having fever dreams under the cupboard in the cupboard under the stairs. And he was never actually a wizard and never went to Hogwarts. I wouldn't be upset that I wasted 15 years of my life reading about I would like, be. That, that's a dope bet no but that's like a no dope no I was story, with you, you know. with the Stephen King shit but you're telling me Harry Potter's having fucking fever dreams I'm yeah, like dude. I don't know yeah dude yeah dude like I would not be like because it, that that doesn't change the amount of enjoyment that I got I, I from get that. what you're saying so, I know. so once we can get rid of you're like uh, Harry Potter's where I draw the line bro <laughs> um, once we can get rid of the stigma behind legends and just realize that um Legends should be a place where stories start. Mm-hmm. I think le- like like the the movies and stuff should not should but could in theory like the stories could start out in legends and you make a story that isn't necessarily canon but isn't necessarily false, right? It's just like a, hey, it's like a, hey, I heard this one thing about this one bounty hunter. Uh and this is the story of that one bounty hunter that I heard, you know, and then if it's going to make like, and then to like, to basically give it the, instead of giving it a legend stamp to give it the canon seal, it would make its way to live action. And then it's like, maybe it's not exactly the same, but there's large aspects of it. The way sure. like Filoni or not even Filoni, but like a lot, as we've talked about a lot of these stories and aspects of these live action movies and shows have heavy can or legends, you know, inspiration if yeah. not down to exactly how the story beats go with just different names or some shit, you know? Um, and then it'd be like, oh, okay. So, like, the truth is that, you know, Leia had one son named Kylo or named Ben. Instead of twins. In- instead of twins named Jason and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So <clears throat> instead of wanting one of them falling to the dark side and the other having to go and redeem them. Which their sole per- son fell to the dark side and it they had yeah. to develop this character to go in. Because yeah. it is a massive galaxy. Mm-hmm. The the stories that you hear are not going to be the same. You know, and so yeah, it, it's I think I think that would be pretty cool is like basically Legends is a place for the stories to start and it allows not saying that all movies would have to be like inspired from legends, but like like hey, here here's a group, here is a massive pool of a story group. We're talking dozens of authors who are just coming up with their own stories or from their own story groups. And it all gets pulled into one giant vat where people who are going to create movies and TV shows can just pull from Mm -hmm. like that's infinitely better than getting five people in a room to decide the story for one movie. And then we're going to replace those five people next movie to figure out where the story continues. You know, it's like, there are no original ideas anymore. Everything's pulled from shit. So once we can like get past the concept of like originality and we can just be okay with, with taking inspiration from other people, I think that would be awesome to be able to take the entire, like to take both the Thrawn 
the canon and non-canon Thrawn trilogies, pre and post Empire Trons, Trons, Thrawns, put them together, <laughs> and be like, I want to take the best aspects from both of these trilogies and create a Thrawn character for the Ahsoka show or whatever. You know, like that yeah. should be okay. You know, um, instead of being like, man, I spent. You know, I, I that's not that's not Thrawn. You know, Thrawn is a little bit of that, but he's also you know. I bought five of your fucking books. You're telling me it's not. Like- yeah, you know what? You should be proud that you have those goddamn books and being like, look, I have both sets. You know, yeah. I, have, I have both stories. They're both great. You should read them. You should read all of those. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I I think to some of this conversation, I I agree in the aspect of like it would be fun, and also probably beneficial like canon storytelling wise mm-hmm. to you know if most people adopted the perspective of like the tales from the cantina perspective yeah okay and, and that they tried to do that with just the name alone i mean that's how we got the name for this fucking show sidebar mm-hmm. but like they're legends they legends it is hearsay it is you know well, this they, is they kind of do is that. something that was told to have happened yeah. Does it mean it happened? Some of it could have happened, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think that. I mean, it's the same reason we haven't fucking dove into a lot of legend shit, and that's like, you know, we were cracking up a couple weeks ago about like this was almost a book club podcast. Yeah. In some ways, I feel like there, you know, as this podcast ages and we go through our you know shit that we do with it, I feel like there are going to be sections of it where it is very much like hey like i read this novel this novel changes a lot let's fucking dive into this for a mm-hmm. little bit um yeah. because i i don't think that le- legend should be invalidated because of it it doesn't hold that canon status i think that there's a lot of great stories and a lot of things that like we could sit back as star wars fans and be like oh shit this is a really fun perspective of this particular situation or oh shit look at this story about these you know sith lords from 2000 years ago like this is fucking sick it would be cool to see something like this in live action but if not i enjoyed hearing or reading the story that we have of them because it is fucking cool so now i'm going to be a darth darth bane stan or whatever like exactly it's cool and then when we get projects like acolyte or what they should have done with high republic i guess it's like explore these things that people already love and just be like you know cool let's pull it into canon yeah um that's something that i didn't really think about until just now because i was i was definitely one of the people like as soon as legends was announced right uh, everybody immediately was like they heard that Legends was a thing and they took it as all of these things are no longer canon which they took as all of these things are no longer true and that's one of the things that I didn't think about at the time and I was just kind of processing now is that by making it called Legends Legends aren't necessarily entirely false right? so like just because something was made Legends doesn't mean it's not true it just means it's not the it's not the exact story that we're going with, sure. and that's why they've been able to pull from it and make it true in the aspects. Um, and there's even legends that have come out after, like look at uh, Darth Plagueis, for example. Yeah. It's so like Plagueis, which is a lot of people consider their favorite legends material. Mm-hmm. That's technically legends, like it is legends. Yeah. But 
we know Plagueis was real. We heard yeah. him mentioned by name. We can make the assumption, even though it is not confirmed on screen, we can make the assumption that Palpatine is the apprentice of Darth Plagueis and killed mm-hmm. him in his sleep. So, yeah. like, we know at least those aspects to be true. Um, it's who's to say a majority of that book isn't canonically correct right right it's it's a f- i mean i i thought it was really dense <laughs> like i'm not a huge like no and it's no no nothing against james lucino or his storytelling because he's great it's that particular palpatine story is a dense story it is yeah. a politically driven this is a breakdown of the long-term game plan that is palpatine's plan to become ruler of the universe right um it's it's a great story but like there is no way that at least some of that isn't canonically correct that was made to kind of fill in that story post revenge of the sith of like hey you remember that cool line when they're in the opera of like him talking about how his master was working to cheat death and how he killed him in his sleep and this and that well here's the backstory to that and it was canon and Mm -hmm. now it is legends because it was written before a certain date that doesn't mean that that shit necessarily didn't happen but they do disney and lucasfilm now do have the creative freedom to go through and create stories that might contradict that a little bit but probably pull a lot from it yeah. like it's you know the the door's always open until it's not exactly um yeah uh i agree and hopefully i mean we can over time as a fandom uh, kind of embrace that more and just sure. be okay with um, be okay with some things still being fun stories and not necessarily being what is considered truth. And I think once we can get further away from having the, like if we can get away from there having to be an exact truth or the need to find exact truth in, in a story, which I know is kind of like uh, it's hard to do and not fun um, and maybe not even desired. Like, I'm not sure that I, like, one of the things that happened a lot is I would get questions from, there's a few people that would ask me questions uh, semi-often when I was working at Acura, and they, I would get questions from them. Sometimes I would have to be, the answer would have to be, well, that depends. Or <laughs> or the answer would have to be, we don't know. You know, like, yeah. uh, one of the funny things is I might, uh, I think I talked to you guys or I told everybody before is like, I got my stepdad into star Wars. And then after he got super into it, uh, my mom sent me a picture of this piece of paper that was on the, the wall, not the wall, but on the refrigerator. And it was a, basically a flow chart of who's related to who and how. Nice. So that, so all of the main, that. yeah. So all of the main characters were explained. So anytime you had a question about how are these people connected, you could go to my mom's fridge and just follow the lines to see who <laughs> who trained who and who was me. Yeah. But one of the things, and I never, I never gave it a full on look at it. And I was over there over the weekend, uh, not this weekend, but uh, the last weekend, and uh, Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I was looking at it, and I was like, wait a minute this isn't right. And I said, I was like, what? And so it said on the top, right. Right. It said Plagueis. And then like, I think like solid lines meant direct lineage. Dotted lines meant like trained by. Yeah. Um, and so it was like Plagueis 
dotted line to Palpatine, and then dotted lines that came out and spread to all his different apprentices. Yeah. And there was one line that came from between Palpatine and Plagueis that cut across over to where Anakin was with with Shmi and Anakin saying that they created like and there's like a little thing that said like they created Anakin using the force in Shmi and I was like that's not true it's not canon like th- like that's not even it was hinted at it, the possibility was hinted at yeah. like Vader's own self uh doubt and anxiety Made him well, see he saw that. a vision of Palpatine that was like, right, because that was like, I impregnated that's what, your mom, right? And even though, <laughs> and we talked about this before, the writer of the comic was like, that wasn't fact. That was what the Force was trying to fuck with him about because we wouldn't ever give an Anakin origin without the the go ahead. Yeah, George Lucas said he's never going to reveal Anakin's parentage, his actual like who his father was. He's gonna die without ever telling us, and as soon as the day after he dies. Disney is going to release who Anakin's father is. It was Qui-Gon who touched on it's that nine years earlier. Yeah, yeah, it was Qui-Gon, <laughs> and that's why he went back there. Um, but uh, I told them, but I had to like be like, hey, just so you know, guys, the, don't go around telling people that because it's not necessarily true. I love that flowchart idea. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Um, because there is some other stuff I want to touch on. This is yeah. vigorating, but speaking of legends being pulled into canon, I do want to touch on this uh, article about Brie Larson and Mara Jade. I'm I'm excited that this is still getting talked about, that it yeah. wasn't just like a one and done. Um, but yeah, here at the time of recording, 22 hours ago, posted by Kaylina Pierce-Bowen over at Screen Rant, uh, she posted this article and it's five ways Brie Larson will make the best Mara Jade and five other alternatives. So mm. what I like about this article is essentially like Brie Larson's going to be great at Mara Jade because of this, but because if it's just focused on this, here's another person that would actually do it better. So it's this mm. kind of fun, uh, uh, little way to like approach this. Um, so for example, number 10 is, or I guess it's number five, uh, Brie Larson knows her way around sci-fi action. Like we obviously know through captain Marvel, which again, I fucking love that movie. I just watched it for mm-hmm. the first time last week. It was incredible. Um, okay. but yeah, it's, because she knows her way around sci-fi action she knows the stunts she knows how to work in front of the green screen and do things correctly uh it says a better alternative would also be emily blunt which i actually found interesting i think that brie larson actually would probably be better in this aspect than emily blunt uh but she uh was in the edge of tomorrow a quiet place one and two jungle cruise um she has a dry wit and knows her way around weapons. So they're, you know, she's kind of pitching Emily Blunt to be a better alternative for mm-hmm. Brie Larson in that respect. Um, hmm. How would you feel about an Emily Blunt Mara Jade? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, first of all, I really like Emily Blunt. I like Emily Blunt more than I like Brie Larson as just as actors sure. and as people. Um, I think she's been great in everything I've seen her in. Uh, I don't know if I can see her wielding a lightsaber. Like I just, I just don't know if I could see her. I, I don't know if I could see her in Star Wars at all. Um, that's not true. I take that back. But any less than Brie Larson, you can see Brie Larson with a lightsaber. No, 
No, I don't want Brie right. Larson to. I don't want Brie Larson in. The I feel like Emily like, Blunt as, might be as more as believable. Um, it just depends on the character. I don't know if I could see her as Mara Jade. I I could see her in Star Wars. I don't know if I could see her in as Mara Jade. I don't like. The, I'm not saying I don't want to. I'm just saying like right now, when I'm going trying to envision it, <laughs> I can't tell. I can't really see it. Um. Well, well, let's move on to the next one. I, but I, I, but I would prefer like if I had to choose between the two, I would prefer Emily Blunt over Brie Larson. But I also can't see her as Mara Jade. Moving sure. on, uh, Brie Larson has range. <laughs> now, this is kind of broad, but uh, having been acted acting solidly for over a decade, Larson has curated a filmography full of interesting projects that have managed to garner a reputation as a chameleon on the screen. So I don't think anyone's disagreeing with that. Scott Pilgrim, 21 Jump Street, Trainwreck, uh, Fierce Mother in the Room, and finally, you know, Carol and Captain Marvel. She's able to play all of these different kind of characters, which in, you know, to be blunt, that's her job. You know what I mean? Like she's, yeah. she's able to go on screen and, and do her job and do it well. Uh, so, I mean, totally adaptable. I, I could totally see her... Like, I I can see her filling the role of a Jedi. And I think, you know, stepping back, you know, and this is touching on our previous one, I think stepping mm-hmm. back, like, it might be hard to be, think Brie Larson because I think immediately a lot of people are going to think Captain Marvel. Um, but it might be one of those situations where it's like, I don't know about another actor playing Han Solo. But then you're right. watching it, and all of a sudden you're 10 minutes in, and you're like, there are some character traits that have been tweaked uh and this and that but overall i can sit here and believe that that is young han solo fleeing Corellia, joining the empire like mm-hmm. y- you kind of get sucked up in the story so i think definitely she does have the acting chops to kind of go through and pull you out of oh shit this is brie larson to do that you know this is a jedi this is mara jade yeah um i, I mean like I don't. I'm not gonna say she doesn't have that ability because I don't know she doesn't. I just also don't know that she does. Like sure. it just depends. Um, um but who al- this person is casting as a better alternative is Rose Leslie. So Rose Leslie yes. uh, is she's from Game of Thrones, which I haven't watched. I actually don't know who of, this is. Yeah, um, I've only seen bits of it, but uh, she's essentially um, she starts out as a basically not to start out as, but she ends up being like Jon Snow's lover. And I've seen her with Jon Snow a few times. Um, and I've, I haven't seen a lot of game of Thrones. I have HBO. It's on my list of, uh, things to binge, which I actually, I'm going to make a point to watch that this summer. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. I got HBO. I watched the new, uh, conjuring movie. We watched it on Friday. Dude, we, me and my family watched it. My family. Well, yeah, my family, but my household watched it last night. Nice. Yeah, this it was, was good. good. You like it? Yeah, yeah I liked, I, it, I liked it. We're a big Conjuring household, so yeah, I love Annabelle and Conjuring, too. that whole universe, and and uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, like, super super good. But uh, anyway, anyways. this is not a horror <laughs> so, movie podcast. Speaking of HBO, back to Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. So ah uh, yeah, what they're saying is because of her relationship with Jon Snow on that show, and I think also because of the fact she's a redhead, mm-hmm. uh, it, it could mirror. Mara Jade's relationship with Luke. So, you know, Mara Jade and Luke didn't initially like each other. She was working with Thrawn. Um, they had their beef, and then ultimately they helped each other and then fell in love, and, you know, the rest is 
history. The rest is legends. Was it um, Egret? Her name is Egret, I think. In yeah, Egret. Yeah. Why? And she also Grit? is. She's also in uh, Gwen Dawson uh, from Downton Abbey. Okay. Uh, I've but, never watched Downton Abbey. Me neither. Uh, I just had to look her up real quick. So I, uh, for some reason, that whole uh, first sentence where it says, as the toughest nails egret in Game of Thrones, I ignored that whole thing and read the rest of the paragraph and was like, what's her character's name in Game of Thrones? And Googled it because I'm a fucking idiot. But whatever. <laughs> That's not the point. My point is, yes, I want her as Mara J. I, we haven't seen the rest of the list yet, but or I haven't anyway. But uh, so far, I want her... As Mara Jade more than Brie Larson. She's or your front runner, huh? Yeah, just like looking at her, I'm like, that's that's in that picture anyway. I'm like that's Mara Jade, bro. Yeah. That's you Mara can Jade. see her next to Sebastian Stan easily. Easily. Let me easily. let this cat in. Yeah, you're good. Uh, we're gonna move on to number six. She's an actual Star Wars fan. So and you know she has said that. And also, uh, I've seen a lot of interviews too with uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, who where she is also a big Star Wars fan. But Brie Larson is an actual Star Wars fan. Um, she uh, has auditioned for every movie in the Disney sequel trilogy, as well as Rogue One, uh, but didn't end up being in any of the, the new franchise entries. Mm. But she has auditioned for every Disney project that has come out. Dude, they just okay. haven't been casted. So right. she, she is a legit Star Wars fan. She talks about it on her YouTube show. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then she also uh, got to hold... Samuel L. Jackson's lightsaber prop from the prequel trilogy. So she held Mace Windu's lightsaber and geeked out about it um, and has admitted to always wanting to be a Jedi. Now, this is one that I don't agree with just because I do know. So hold the on. better alternative, it says, would hold be Margot Robbie. Never mind. Don't hold on, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to talk about um, uh, fucking how I do think Felicity Jones did a good job as Jyn Erso. Mm-hmm. But I almost now knowing that Brie Larson would have like I would almost would have preferred her as Jen or so. Um, sure. Only because. Well, not only because, but partly if I'm just being transparent here, it's like part of me was like, oh, I could definitely see her in Rogue One because it's a pretty inconsequential character. A pretty like it was already, you know, those those um, Star Wars story movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the place. Personally, I think that's the place for uh, big name celebrity cameos. So, not that it matters anymore because the Skywalker saga is over with. Uh, and moving forward with Star Wars, like whatever, put who you want in whatever trilogy you want. I don't give a fuck. Um, but I think those those so- solos, not solo, but Star Wars stories like Solo, like Rogue One, would be a perfect place for these. Um, celebrity cameos not celebrity but big name cameos or or character uh casts um because part of the cool thing about star wars was that at when the original trilogy came out nobody really knew those those actors even when the prequel trilogy came out i didn't know you and mcgregor qui-gon jinn yeah not qui-gon fucking liam neeson (laughs) samuel jackson i have a particular set of skills (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway uh, that's what I was like. And the other part is like, oh, if she would have gotten the role as Jyn Erso, then we wouldn't be having a conversation about her ha- being Mara Jade and everything would be happy. Um, but anyway, no. Big no from me about Margot Robbie. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and, and here's the thing is like, this is nothing against Margot Robbie. 
I, I love just, Margot Robbie. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Harley Quinn, Wolf of Wall Street, all sorts oh, yeah. of good shit. Um, I just, I mean, maybe like I'm not saying she wouldn't do a good job because here's the thing: is these are all high caliber actors. You know what I'm saying? Like these are all people that are great at their job. I'm not saying she couldn't get in there and dye her hair red and kill it as a Mara Jade character. Um, I just think that with the big wide world of everybody that we have, like I, I also don't think it's really star Wars style to do that, to, right. to sit here. Um, I think Seb Stan is, is a smart move considering the correlation between Marvel and Lucasfilm under Disney. Like they're both kind of stepchildren to the same parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm again. She has acting chops and shit, but I think that there are so many better people to portray this kind of dark, ominous turn to lover of the most beloved warrior of all time than Margot Robbie. And we're assuming that that's the story they're gonna tell. With I Mara mean, Jade. yeah, it could be completely different. I mean, like, could... I wouldn't doubt it if the only thing that's the same is the just her name. Like, it's very. I think. It's very possible that they fucking like bring in the Mara Jade character, and it is nothing like the the EU character that we. They know. rewrote Thrawn entirely, and she's yeah. not in the new Thrawn. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hard pass on on Margot Robbie for me. Um, and I actually I scrolled down to see the others just so I could be prepared because I have my own honorable mention that I think. That I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback for. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, this kind of touches on what we were just saying. She's not too established. So despite her being in the MCU, uh, which is, I mean, she's part of the biggest franchise of all time. Uh, I don't know. Is MCU bigger than Star Wars? No. Okay. Part of the second biggest or whatever biggest. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely say I mean, there's Harry biggest. Potter and shit up there, too. I don't know yeah. which one. I don't have them ranked in front of me, but she's part the pro- of the MCU, the... which is a huge fucking franchise. I'm going to uh, go ahead and say Star Wars, MCU, DC. Uh, I think Harry Potter's top five, but Lord of the know. Rings. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, well, I don't and know. And then you got five. you got sleepers. You got I mean, there's all sorts of franchises. Hunger fucking games twilight yeah, like but th- you know, yeah but those aren't i'm not i don't think the the, can the reason why this up while i continue reading this i just was want to have a conversation about it i don't even want to fucking look up the actual <laughs> shit um i just want to know where they're like highest grossing franchises of all time okay all right that's fine um uh, but and i'll just finish touching on this apparently she's just not that well known which i think she's known to us and people in our circles because we're nerds right but like i think to the average person like the average household that isn't a marvel household that brie larson's still not like a household name like she has her niche categories and her fan base um but i don't think you can go to someone it's not like going to someone saying like well i mean fucking look at mark hamill right like I'm talking about the average person, not even a Star Wars fan, but the average person. You go to someone and you say the name Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, that sounds familiar. Luke Skywalker. Oh, shit. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. Like, I, I, and maybe I'm completely wrong about that, but, um, this is interesting, by the way. I looked up this shit, but, okay, hit me, hit me. Well, okay, I'll hit you with it. Sidebar. Here is a list. Of the highest grossing media franchises. Okay? Oh, I'm ready. 
All right, you will be surprised. Now it's broken down into segments: fifty billion and up, twenty to fifty billion, and then ten to twenty billion. And I'm going to stop from there because there's a lot. Fifty billion. And this is all time, globally. Okay. Pokemon number one. No shit. No shit. Nineteen ninety six started estimated at a hundred billion, grossing worldwide since since its inception. Wow. Um, originally as the video game, but all of it. The video games, the box office, the anime, yeah. Strate- strategy guides alone, they sold $142 million worth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, $76 billion in licensed merchandise, $22.7 billion in video games. Um, yeah, so then you have Hello Kitty is number two. We, we're we terrible at this, dude. How did we miss that? <laughs> dude, estimated at $84.5 billion. Winnie Hello the Pooh. Kitty. Winnie the Pooh is number three. Started in 1924, estimated at 80.3 billion. Number no four, number way. four, Mickey Mouse and Friends at well, 80.3 yeah, billion. That, number five, Star Wars, at estimated 68.7 billion dollars globally since it started. Um, You're telling me n- Winnie the Pooh has grossed more than Star Wars? Yeah, well, it also has 50 years more time to do That's so. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> um. That's what happens when you invest to, early, to, kids. To me, that Pokemon is insane, by the way. Um, I, you said number one grossing franchise in the world is fucking Pokemon. Is Followed fucking by Pokemon. Hello Kitty. Yeah, dude. We sleeping. All right. Now that's the 50 and up. Now we're it's going not as huge in the American market, so it's not well, actually not think 50 about and every up. day. It's over 50. Um, but anyway, coming in, uh, I don't. Oh, that's an animated series. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, so coming in at number six is Disney Princess. Um, it's an animated series by Andy Mooney. Uh, what? I don't even know, dude. I'm going to have to click that link real quick so we can keep this thing a buck. A buck buck. Um, it's got comics as well about it. Um, to be ranked after Star Wars, though? You're telling me Disney Princesses has grossed more than Lord of the Rings? Yeah. So then, so that's at forty six point four, uh, and Anpin Man, it's what? a, it's yeah, it's a, it's a book, it's a picture book, uh, from I don't know, it's a Japanese children's superhero picture book, um, that came out in nineteen seventy three and has grossed estimated forty four point nine billion dollars since then. Um, next after that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe that established in two thousand and eight. So we're talking number eight on this list, estimated thirty five point three billion worldwide. Between merchandise, box office, and home entertainment. Fuck. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna stop reading the uh, amounts. Uh, number nine is Mario. Okay. Number ten is Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So like all of it, right? Yeah. Eleven is Transformers. Twelve is Spider Man. Thirteen is Batman. Fourteen is Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Fifteen is Call of Duty. Sixteen is Barbie. Seventeen is Gundam. 18 is Toy Story, 19 is Cars, 20 is Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth. No fucking way. With a global estimation of $19.9 billion since the since 1937 when they released The Hobbit. Then, I would have thought Lord of the Rings was way higher. Yeah, but then we've got, after that, it's Yu-Gi-Oh!, Peanuts, Thor the Explorer, The Simpsons, Lion King, Super Sentai, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dungeon Fighter Online, whatever that is. Pac-Man, Avengers, Looney Tunes, SpongeBob. First, yeah, they so separated Avengers from the MCU. 
the comic book alone. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Yo, yeah, the MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the Avengers comic book series is separate. Um, It's still owned by Marvel Entertainment. But yeah, dude, so it's crazy. James Bond is down there. Um, Fucking A, man. The video now game. I'm just thinking of all the franchises that didn't make the cut. I mean... There's a sh- the, I'm surprised it's the entire- Office isn't up there, man. Like number one streamed show ever. Oh, let me let me scroll because there's a lot. Um, Halo. How much did Halo get? Uh, it doesn't give me a number as far as ranking. I was counting them before, but Halo uh, six and a half billion since two thousand and one. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't think The Office is going to be on here. I don't think they've grossed billions of dollars. Nah, for a TV show. Um. Yes, yeah, Guitar Hero was last on the list, estimated two billion. I miss Guitar Hero. Tied with The Incredibles and NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Good for NBA Jam, dude. Slipping in yeah. there. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, yeah, that's man. You that learned something. That was so interesting. That's that crazy. was crazy. I'm yeah. glad I told you to Google that shit, man. Yeah, I'm actually glad you did too. Cause... Hello Kitty number two, Pokemon number one, which I guess makes sense. Like you figure it makes video a lot games, of sense. like the shows, collectibles, cards. Um, I still think there's more Star Wars fans in general than there are uh, Pokemon fans. Sure. Um, still super interesting. That's that's yeah. crazy. Um, popping back over to the list. She's not too established. Their better cast is, uh, which I don't know who this is. Oh, she's also in Game of Thrones. Um, she's also Ant Man and the Wasp. She's the, the chick that vibrates in and out of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hannah John Kamen. Common. Yeah. Kamen. Kamen. Um, sure. I mean, I'd be down for it. Yeah. Like I like that's 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 a good casting in my mind as far as like she's even less known than than right Brie Larson despite also being in the MCU yeah um at least to me she is people who are Game of Thrones fans are probably like dude no she's so popular but um I think she's I think she'd be good and apparently um, she's gonna be in an upcoming sword and sorcery epic known as Red Sonia so she cool. knows how to swing some things. Swang some swords. And do some sorceries, which is very Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Brie Larson. She would be true to the source material, which I guess this is actually number one because it's, it's just yeah. the way that it's presented. Um, I'm, I'm just going to read it. Larson yeah, would get ahead. to make the role of Mara Jade her own while also honoring her source material. Though the character comes from a popular series of novels in much the same way Carol Danvers came from the established Marvel comic books, Larson would honor the spirit of her creation much like she did in Captain Marvel. Um, so I think it's just basically acknowledging the fact because she respected the the Marvel comic incantation of, is that the right word, of Captain Marvel, that Rendition, she would probably yeah. do the same with uh, with Mara Jade. I think a lot of that would have to do with writing and shit too. Yeah, I don't I, think I don't, you can I, really contribute that to the just actor. Just because she looks like the comic book character, because yeah. they have the pictures up here side by side under this. I don't... I mean, sure, yeah, throw a red wig on her, and I mean, we don't really have a lot of reference, like photo reference of Mara Jade, so I guess. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess just yeah, I think they're just talking about looks because just for better alternative, they're doing Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. um, which she's from The Help and Interstellar and Eve and Three Fifty Five and much other stuff. Um, yeah, she's a redhead. <laughs> like, I, I no, I mean I really like I like visually, and that and that is a big part of it, you know. Um, if a character doesn't visually satisfy your idea of the character, it doesn't matter how good they are at acting. Yeah. You know, um, I think she would, I mean, I could definitely see her as Mara Jade, like automatically. Sure. I'm like, yeah, Mara Jade. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. I think I'd probably prefer her over Brie Larson. Um, but it depends. I, I do know that Brie Larson could do the actual physical, like, what it takes to be a Jedi or a Force user, right? I don't know. I don't know that Jessica Chastain can't, but I know I haven't seen her doing it. Um, well, apparently, she's got firearm experience, hand-to-hand combat <clears throat> experience. Um, she can do stunts. So, I mean, just in that aspect alone, I just haven't seen those movies or shows. That's all. Yeah, uh, um, dude, I watched a. We're just gonna fucking sidebar. I watched a uh, show last night. It's from 2016. It's a movie. I'm sorry. Uh, it had. Amy Adams and Hawkeye. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. And it's about Jeremy 12 Renner. alien ships touching down. Their arrival, I think it's called. Yeah, I love that movie. I've never <clears throat> heard of this movie. Really? Never, I saw it in theaters. I never have, I've never heard of this. Pretty Fucking sure phenomenal. It yeah. It's just um, about, it's just about trying, well, I mean, it's a bottle. It's way deeper than what it's just about. But like, trying to because that's the thing people thought it was going to be an alien invasion movie and mm-hmm. the whole movie is them trying to communicate with these aliens i loved it and it was amazing it was i didn't watch incredible. it in theaters i watched it at home but it was really good like <clears throat> i was blown away by how good that movie was and like it had a satisfying finish and like tying into like her learning this language so all of a sudden now she perceives time differently and by perceiving yeah. time differently through the process of learning this language she was able to immediately start taking like calling the the general of china and like doing all this stuff like it was super interesting yeah um, i i really dug it that being said you? okay yeah. who's, who's your fan cast my fan cast and I, like i said i'm gonna get pushback for this uh and now the more I think of it, the more it's probably not because I was just talking about like action sequences. She's probably she's not really that coordinated. But uh <laughs> just you know She's lopsided. Like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Uh, uh uh fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be okay. I think I don't you know, she's a really big name. It's it goes against what I was talking about as far as like bringing it. Yeah. But but at the same time, I think I don't know if I would prefer her more than I would prefer uh, what's her name? The let me scroll up real quick. Rose Leslie. Mm-hmm. I think Rose Leslie would would knock it out of the park. But um, if I had to pick uh, a bigger name, uh, I would probably go with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, but again, it just depends on the story they're trying to tell and the way they want the character to to be acted and all that good shit. Right. Um and yeah, I mean she's not my number one, but I think she'd make an interesting I also like Jennifer Lawrence. Um but Hunger Games yeah. is the shit. Yeah, but she also like the thing is like one of the things we make fun of in our household is that she's a terrible runner. If you watch her <laughs> and if you watch her in Hunger Games her running I've is pathetic. <laughs> I'm gonna have to we're, pay attention we're, now. We're a house of athletes. What what can we say? <laughs> um 
Yeah, but okay. uh, anyway. But um, man, what a super, that was a super interesting list. I would like to see uh, to see Jennifer Lawrence too. I think she would kill it as a Mara Jade. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic of Marvel and stuff, so there's some information that's come out from Kevin Feige's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's otherwise been elusive. I think it's at this point pretty confirmed that Kevin Feige is doing a Star Wars movie, dude. Um, yeah, but it's looking more now that it's like Kevin Feige is going to be overseeing. He's not, yeah, he's overseeing it. Maybe yeah, not even he's not directing writing at it. this point. He's definitely not writing it. Um, because they are giving writing credits to Michael Waldron, who uh, is one of the lead writers of Rick and Morty. Uh, he was the man behind Loki, which is coming out on June 9th. Um, so Bro, that's in three that's days. The day of this or this oh this is yeah, yeah 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 that's right that so the out. day you're listening to this loki is available on disney plus yeah. go check that out uh, and he's also working on doctor strange multiverse of madness um so i mean i think i think that's a safe choice for kevin feige it's obviously someone that he's kind of took under his wing and mm-hmm. has a writing style and, and direction that uh you know feige would be looking to go with um without pulling up and scrolling through the whole article, I, I put some bullet points out here. So yeah, he's, he's definitely be writing Feige star Wars movie. Um, he was asked in the interview, I think they're kind of testing his chops. He's like, so what's your favorite star Wars movie? And I think they specifically asked if he liked a new hope or empire better. And he chose mm-hmm. empire. Um, and he noted because of, you know, the clan gets broken up. There's, there's more drama. It's, um, he he respects like the kind of tone that each movie provides, so like he knows Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big three PO fan, and he was quoted in their interview as saying, uh, "You know, it's a very exciting thing. My life has been very wrapped up in Doctor Strange and Loki. I love Star Wars, and it's really exciting. I'm excited to work with Kevin. I'm excited to work with Lucasfilm and Kathy Kennedy. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? They've made all my favorite movies. So yeah." I'm lucky and hopefully Doctor Strange and Loki uh, don't come out and people hate it and say, wait a minute, we can't do this. So I think he kind of knows, like he has enough foresight to know like Disney style of like, mm-hmm. hey, these motherfuckers are going to work on a project, but they have a couple projects come out and they're like, oh, okay, pull it back, pull it back. Um, you know, specifically the the Ryan Johnson example comes to comes to mind where. You know, they're like, yeah, Ryan Johnson's going to do his own fucking trilogy. And then Last Jedi tanked, and they're like, wait, 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 dude, hold up. Even though Knives Out was also awesome and came out after that. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm cool with it. I uh, Rick and Morty's funny. Uh, I'm excited to see Loki. So, I mean, I think Loki and Doctor Strange are going to be more accurate to what a live action, action, you know, bigger universe type movie we're going to be able to look at these projects and see his ability to adapt to current canon within that universe and build his own story and what he chooses to build on um see if he does some crazy shit that like veers off or you know tries to rein it in his own direction but Mm -hmm. um from the looks of it kevin feige supports him and kevin feige we've talked about before is very specific about the creatives that he chooses to be involved in the marvel projects so I think if Kevin Feige is greenlit to kind of oversee his own Star Wars project and he's bringing this dude on board, I think that um, there's definitely been some thought and some, uh, you know, it's I think that there will be an overall vision to what they want to do. And I'd imagine Feige would have some input into what the overall story is going to be in this and that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. Fuck yeah. Me too. Um I was kind of thinking, so 
okay. This isn't good. I want this to be brief. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to go off on it. We do it all the time. Um, y'all have been warned. It's not the shit on the sequels. Um, uh, <laughs> oh sorry. Y'all been uh, warned. I remember it now. So when it comes to the humor in Star Wars, the newer movies have definitely adopted the newer style of film and comedy, right? There, there almost isn't a film now, regardless of genre, that doesn't have humor in it, right? There's kind of like a dry, sarcastic, passive comments that get made in almost every movie, and it's intended to make you laugh. Sure. Um, we saw it in The Last Jedi. We saw it in everything, right? Poe's character is kind of that character. Um, f- like, aside from the your mama joke, right? Yeah. Um, you got, and you got Rise of Skywalker with like Poe and Finn sitting at the table, and they're like, you know, he's there, cheating. Like, he's cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're kidding. You're obviously not. He's cheating. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's so. Like, what do you are you okay with that type that type of modern style humor being written into Star Wars, or would you prefer it to be like the OT when like Han would throw out a, a one liner or two? Um, um, I've made it quite clear that I don't like. I don't like Earth humor. I don't like Earth things in the universe in general. The Yo Mama joke specifically yeah, rubbed me the wrong way. And that kind of set the premise for the entire movie. Um, I don't mind. Like, I, those are some of my favorite moments, though, besides that specific instance of, like, especially the, uh, the Poe and Finn interactions. Like, their whole... They them going back and forth. Uh, the C three PO one liners, I like where it's like, you know, wonderful job, sir, and then terrible job, sir. Like I like these funny little, okay, um, you know, notes and stuff that they do. Like I'm not against humor in the Star Wars universe. I'm super yeah, I excited just... for the Taika Waititi project, and right. you know, there's going to be humor in that. Well, that's that was why I was asking because like like I just because there's a, there's a large portion of fans that are like that type of humor isn't um you know it's not star wars uh and that's what they that's what they think and that's fine if that's what you think well i like i would rather them do stuff like that than do like fake cuss words like that shit makes me cringe and we talked about this back when we were reviewing mandalorian (laughs) this guy is also the same guy who just said he doesn't like or too earthly shit (laughs) in star wars but i don't like the fake fucking cuss words i don't like it no okay but okay i want to you're gonna derail my entire thing here um (laughs) It doesn't it, it it actually and I I mean I get it. I get it kinda. <clears throat> but at the same time you have to like what do you want? Do you want them to not use earthly things or do you want them to use earthly things? Because you can't the only reason why they're speaking English at all is so we can understand it. It's not actually English, it's galactic basic, right? right? So if they use Dank Ferric God. They're they're gonna have the same emotions we have as far as like now would be a time when we use a swear word, right? <laughs> sidebar but, from your sidebar, real quick. Yeah, I saw this meme that was it's your fucking sidebar. By that the way. was Revenge of the Sith is a PG thirteen movie, so technically it is allowed one f bomb in there. Where would you yeah. put it? And it was Mace Windu getting his arm cut off. And he's like motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I would I would be on board with that. Um, 
Yeah, as he's screaming, ah, motherfucker, <laughs> and then gets electrocuted, launched out the window. Or as he's falling, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay, whatever. Um, I think that their, their fake swear words uh, are very much in line with not being too earthy. Uh, because otherwise it'd be using earth words, but whatever. It's That's also the English. one contradiction. I'm like the scruffy looking nerf herder shit. I just just say well, you're a scummy piece of shit. Like, I'm and, just like but they don't. But they have nerf herders in Star Wars, and they're unliked people. Well, they have so, nerf herders. I don't care. Yeah. I don't like. I, I'm sure they have ferrets okay. that are dank too. I just do I you, don't care. Do you, uh, do you realize? Uh, the fact that you just tried to make fun of me by making a nerd voice at me while also being the co-host of a Star Wars podcast, you I've, fucking I dork. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, anyway. all, it's all fun, bro. I just, I don't um, know, man. This is the cuss word specifically. Like, if you're okay, going to cuss, that's fine. Whatever. Drop, say shit. <clears throat> Fuck the cuss words. Bringing it back to my question, because I didn't want this to do this, and yet it did this. The reason why I asked about the humor aspect of it is because you know if dude has worked on Rick and Morty, Loki, and Doctor Strange, just mm-hmm. given the humor style that the MCU has that we are totally okay with, yeah, it's going to be in this movie as well. Sure. It's like it's going to be. And then you have the obviously the uh the Taika Watiti's movie is definitely gonna be exactly like that. And so I was like just curious. It's like because it's cool that this guy who has these writing chops and, and whatever in these uh, credits to his name is doing this, but just know it's most likely going to have a lot of that, you know, sarcastic modern style, uh, you know, over the shoulder uh, comedy uh, in it. So uh, just be prepared for that. I'm ready those for listening. it. Um, as long as there's not yeah. fake cuss words, man, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I also, like, I'm not going to, like, this is a really shitty thing. And, like, I know you wanted just a quick little, oh, are you for this or not? There's levels to this shit, as with anything, right? <laughs> so, like, I've yeah. talked about this before. Have Like, when I watch the sequel trilogy, I feel like I'm not supposed to enjoy these. Like, I just have that hanging over my head now. And, like, honestly, mm. that ruins those movies more for me than the issues in the movies do. Because yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like... I can't help but think, wow, this is cool, but it's hated by so many people. Oh, wow, that's kind of interesting, but I know they just threw it in there because of this. And like, I, I, hmm. I just have that perspective. I'm not going to go into this project with that perspective. If I go into this project and it's like a little bit of like earthy shooting the shit, I can deal with that. Like, I don't have, like, the sequel trilogy specifically, I already am going at it. Like, I fucking hate that that's the case, but it's just being honest. Like, I'm going at it knowing that I'm not supposed to like it, that it's disliked by so many people. And if I like it, I'm really one of the rare people. Um, Sure. I can't help but think when I'm scrolling through Disney Plus and it's like, blockbuster top-rated fucking movies. And you got the fucking sequel movies in there before the OT. And I'm like, that's not the case. Like, I just... And it's not even because I didn't sit down and enjoy these fucking films. It's because so many people have told me this is fucking trash, and now I just have that hanging over me. And mm. even though I I don't dislike it, like, whenever I post shit about Ray, we went in the last week's episode saying, I think Ray's the greatest fucking character ever, and this and that. Right. There are people that do, and they're completely valid in their fucking opinion. But, like, 
we say that because every time we fucking post something on the internet regarding Ray, we get a bunch of fucking people going in there that are like, Ray shouldn't even be fucking... That post got like six fucking comments on it of just like... (laughs) fucking terrible writing you guys ruined star wars this like i'm not fucking disney first off don't call me you guys like i didn't do shit second off like you see a fucking post you just want to go post like there are people that just hate ray that much where it's like like they sit there and it's like like fuck off go away so anyways (laughs) yeah that's fine, man. Uh, I got my rant out uh, yeah, before I, I, before I, it, it gets deeper, and it's the rest of the episodes. We're, it's uh, we are coming up quick, but it makes uh, makes me realize that uh, you know you got some personal issues when it comes to uh, watching movies that other people have made comments about. Hundred um, percent, because the people's decision, the collective opinion on the sequels, has never been has never swayed my view of the movies. Um, it's always been the creative choices sure. that that's, that's stand out blaringly to me. It also doesn't help that 90% of my social media presence is Star Wars, and I would say sure. about 80% of that is negative views towards the sequels. So like, yeah, because that's, know. yeah, you know, you got to join more, like, sequel fans facebook pages or something you gotta you gotta diversify your portfolio sir i know um i don't know um that i'm i i'm sad for you that you can't watch the sequel trilogy without being affected by other people's opinions um i can i still i have a lot of issues with those movies and i still watch them and be like you know i had fun watching them you know Uh, it's it also depends on the day. Some days I'm like, man, I turned. I like I turned on. I remember I, one time I turned on uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I got like, I think I got to the part where Ray's floating, and I just went, "Yeah, I can't fucking do this today, man." <laughs> <laughs> I just and I just turned it off, <laughs> and, I was, and I don't. And it took me a while. You're just sitting to there, f- fucking bubbling, watch it. Like I can't just, fucking do this. And yeah, I was just like sitting there and then I started playing the whole movie in my head before I even got into the movie and I was just like no nah, not today and it took me a while <laughs> it took me a while to come back to it I thought and you were going to say as soon movie. as I heard my boy <laughs> it was like the first <laughs> opening line <laughs> as soon as I saw those three snokes floating in the jar I was like oh fuck I can handle this and then, uh, they're not with me and I'm like alright I'm not with you either <laughs> I'm out <laughs> shit man um, um, well we got yeah. we got four more things on here uh, I don't think we're gonna have time to do all of these at all um, what do you want to hit on what, do you, what have you how long have you been recording for just out of curiosity we can let people hear I don't give a fuck uh, one hour and 48 minutes yo okay that's crazy Cause I'm, I think I'm doing math wrong. Cause like, I, just a little behind the curtain shit. Spencer and I are using two different programs now, and my program counts by seconds. Oh, and uh, I guess I can't do math because I try to take the. Never mind. Anyway, the math I'm doing is just wrong. Cause I'm just like divide by sixty. That's what I've been doing, bro. And I'm like, how is that shit only forty five minutes? Because I'm sitting here like looking at this shit, and I'm like, I feel like we've been here so long. Yeah, we've been here for a minute. <laughs> we probably got time clock. to do one or two more. I've been looking at the clock. I'm like, man, we've been sitting here since just after eight thirty, and I don't think it's only been forty five minutes. I think I'm losing my mind. Um, 
Well, then pick one of those things that we got on there. I don't know if we really. I don't know if you want to do one of the quizzes. Uh, we, we don't instead have to touch of the quizzes. I do want to save. There's this quiz that's 31 answers to the hardest Star Wars trivia questions in the galaxy. Okay. We're gonna save that for next time because I have a feeling that we're gonna rant and get pissed off. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's fair, bro. Yeah. That's so, a, do you want to run through this list of the greatest Star Wars characters Ow. Ow. ever ranked? Yeah. So we can see if we agree with it. So yeah, yeah. Empire Magazine has put together a list of 30 of the greatest Star Wars characters in order of ranking by general public perception. Is there even 30 characters in Star Wars? Yeah, dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. When you see some of the deep dives they've thrown in for sure. Um, and this article is from I April already 5th, don't. 2021. I'm already, I'm already hating this article. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Number 30, <laughs> K2SO. Sure. Sure. I like him. 29, like, Admiral Akbar. I'm, I'm kind of basing my D&D character on him, but uh, speaking of which. I love K2SO. we got to yeah. figure this shit out. Yeah, we do. Anyway, Admiral Akbar, number 29. Sure. I mean, he's definitely, I, I feel like 29 might be low for how much love he gets. Well, considering the next one, I mean. That's exactly why I say fuck this list. So. Mace Windu, number 28. Out of 30. They, they ranked like, Greedo in front of Mace Windu. <laughs> like, Mace Windu isn't a top 10 character. But this is, this is like, general... Like, I mean, who doesn't like Mace Windu? Even prequel haters are like, but you got Samuel L. Jackson with the purple lightsaber being a badass. Like... How... Yeah, like, I, I think even out of prequel haters, Mace Windu is the standout. You know, like, <laughs> even with the prequel haters, they're like, yeah, but Mace Windu's the best part. Like, and it's also, I be, think right? Akbar deserves more love than 29, but... That's, yeah, that's what that's, I'm saying. This is that's what OT, I'm saying. Like, I feel like, I feel like if we're talking about, like, if these oh, are... Oh, God. This, uh, this is going to okay. get bad. Okay. Let's just... Let's just this is 27 is Greedo. Yep. So, yeah. Greedo's right above Mace Windu, apparently. Okay. And then Jawa. we get to the Jawas. Like, just the general Jawas. You're telling me Jawas are higher ranked than Mace Windu. Yeah, I could see that. I guess. I could, because, okay, now no. here's why. Real quick, I didn't scroll yet. Real quick, here's why. OT fans, like, people who grew up watching the OT, like, watched it in theaters and shit, mm-hmm. are a lot of the people who hated the prequels. Sure. There's a lot of those OT lovers out there. So I could see them putting Jawas higher than... What?! Sorry. Yeah, no, that's why I was like, no. Uh, C-3PO. 25 is C-3PO. That's deep. C-3PO's top five. He's got to be. If, if like, you're a diehard Star Wars fan and you don't have at least 3PO and R2 as a, do, as a, as a duo, duo in your top 10. I was just thinking that. Yeah, in your top 10, you're doing it wrong. The entire, you, could argue, you could argue that C-3PO and R2 would be the number one ranked duo in Star Wars. 100%. Um. Yeah, I don't agree with this at all. C-3PO deserves much more respect. 24, we have Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. And just so y'all know, next week, um, I don't know, you, we, this is something we should both do. For next week, we're going to take these exact 25 characters. And uh, we don't even them. know the other. Re-rank them based yep. on your own personal. Okay. Yeah, we're going to okay. do that. Because uh, <laughs> number, yeah, 24, they have Qui-Gon. Sure. 23 is Padme. Padme. Mm-hmm. 22 uh, okay. is Scout Trooper. <laughs> Alright. I um cool. Uh twenty one, Poe Dameron. Yeah. You're telling me Poe Dameron is more liked than Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, I feel like this is but this is like OT and sequel fans got to rank these. Like they're just like Yeah. 
We'll see, though. <laughs> it's either people who grew up on the originals or people who just started watching. Like, it's just yeah. one or the other. Uh, number 20 is Grand Moff Tarkin. Okay. That's fair. That's sure. fair. He's about a 20. 19, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> the Chosen One is number 19. <laughs> These next 18 better be fucking banging. <clears throat> better be banging. All what right, the sc- fuck? Scrolling forward. 18, Lando. Okay, I mean, it's a little low for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 17, Stormtrooper. Storm All right. 16, Jabba the Hutt. It's my least favorite character in Star Wars Galaxy. That's so. going to be number 30 for him next that's, week. That's my 30, right? Finn. F- Finn, Finn is, is ranked higher than Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Based okay. off just what we see in the movies, I don't agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, it's no disrespect to John Boyega, which I guess he was filming a uh, Netflix show, and, like, in the last week, he, like, walked off set and, like, dropped out of the show, and they have to, like, recast the show and shit now. Like, they were in production, and he left. Fuck's this dude's problem? Citing... Okay, well, you know what? You know what? I don't know. We don't know. I haven't I read know. into it. I saw the thing, and I'm like, I don't feel like getting into this today, but apparently... I'm gonna give he had... him the benefit of the doubt. He cited some, some family issue where he had to walk off set, so I don't know. If, I don't think it was a problem with the set, I think, which I don't know. Oh, that's different. Yeah, I, I don't know. <clears throat> okay. I don't know your anyway, situation. Number 14. you go to number 14? Darth Maul. Darth Maul, number 14. Not even top 10. I mean. Who who ranked these? We're like, close, who? though. Like, Maul, Maul's a great character. But, like, I don't even know if Maul would fall in my top 10. Fuck out of here, cuz. <laughs> All right. I'm interesting. I, I think it'll be fun to see how we yeah. can rework these for next week. Number 13. Uh, Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine. Yep. All right. Um, sure. 12. Whatever. Ray. At least they didn't put her above I'm Luke. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Could you imagine if they put her above Luke? Uh, she's ranked higher than Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. What the fuck? She's ranked higher than fucking Lando, dude. That that's blows me away. Lando's a top 10 of mine. Um, number 11 this is really low for obi-wan this is really low for obi-wan, obi-wan is a Kenobi. phenomenal character especially if you put ewan mcgregor in that spot like what what a contribution to the galaxy like everyone can agree that obi-wan kenobi is king as Jesus. i had i had a thought the other day and i was like if i was gonna have oh god if i'm running through oh he must have scrolled I didn't uh, mean to. i'm if i'm if I'm a Jedi, right, or I'm a whatever, and I got a lightsaber, and I want someone fighting next to me, I couldn't decide if I wanted Anakin or Obi Wan more. Like cause I, I would cause want I was watching prequel Re- Obi Wan or animated Anakin. I was watching. Oh, that's a, that's a really good. That's a really good. Because that's another thing. As I, for the third week in a row, I had Revenge of the Sith on, mm-hmm. um, nice. at some point during the week, and uh, it was it was the the Grievous fight. Okay. When he when he just just and it was like not that because you're right like I almost want to say I can't even speak so when he he lands down you know the hello there yeah. uh, moment General everybody Kenobi. turns to him and just just Obi Wan's willingness to want to get into shit right he just wants to be in the shit yeah and he lands there and he's like hello there and they well, they all turn to him and what does he do. That motherfucker just stances up facing, you know, yep. Grievous. And he's like, we're doing this. And he starts just blocking black and he's just fighting motherfuckers. I'm like, with a he fucking is a, smile he on his face, is, with a smile on his face. And you know that those two, 
that Anakin and Obi-Wan during Clone Wars fighting a bunch of battle droids and shit, you know those guys were just going crazy having the, yeah. the time of their life. And we see that in Clone Wars at yeah. times, I believe. But anyway, that was just I like mean, an interesting the, the thought. The intro of to Season 7 where it's Obi-Wan holding off the battle droids on the bridge and then Anakin comes and you can kind of see their different approaches as generals towards yeah. addressing the situation where Obi-Wan's trying to retreat and Anakin just walks out. Like yeah. you can kind of yeah. see that, that play back and forth. But yeah, it's yeah. super fucking good. Um, number, number 10, 10, Kylo Ren. They ranked Kylo Ren <sighs> above Obi-Wan Kenobi and... Okay. <laughs> to be fair, now this is not... And I'm going to do it because I haven't done it yet. Uh, Star Wars theory. Um, he says <laughs> he says um, that he thinks Kylo Ren is potentially the most interesting character We've in Star Wars. About this. Yeah. 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 And so... And I agree. But like... My question is because we haven't scrolled and don't scroll unless you already have. I haven't. Are we? I wonder. I wonder if we're, if they're going to separate Kylo Ren from Ben and Anakin from Darth Vader, and I think they might. I, Probably because there's Anakin Ken it, at nineteen or whatever yeah, the fuck he was. It wasn't Anakin slash Vader. Yeah, so Vader will have to be number one. He's not. Luke will be number one. Oh my god! If Luke's not number one, <laughs> I'm like not not even saying he's my number, number one. one. BB eight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Let's go down. Let's scroll right. down. Number nine. Yoda. Nine. Barely you, cracks you the top, top ten. ten. Whatever. Um yeah, all right. it's Yoda. We don't need to dive into oh, that. Oh shit. R two. R two D two is at number eight. At least he got far more respect than C three PO Oh my god, C three PO got shat on. Fuck man. Alright. Boba Fett. I mean Boba Fett, I could understand him being a top ten favorite amongst sure. all of the people. Yeah, I mean, um, Boba Fett was literally a cool background <laughs> character. Oh. They got fleshed out because he was so interesting. Thank God. Number six. No. <laughs> BB-8. <laughs> no, you said thank God. They put BB-8 above 3PO no, and I, R2. I I don't agree that he's higher than them. I'm just saying thank God he's not number one. <laughs> God, I said that jokingly. <laughs> I know, but you said it, and I was like, well, that's a real possibility. He spoke it into the universe. I think I think ranking <clears throat> these is really going to show a trilogy bias. Like, I just... I. I'll, yeah, but we'll we'll save it for next time. Chewbacca now, number yeah, five. Okay. Chewba- Chewbacca number five. Number four, Princess Leia. Okay. 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 Stop, don't scroll past Luke. I won't. I won't. Luke, <laughs> Luke Skywalker is ranked number three. Who are we gonna guess for number two? Who have we haven't seen? You said if they're gonna separate Anakin. Oh, shit. If they're gonna separate Anakin and Darth Vader, that Darth Vader's probably Darth Vader's so, gonna be two or one because they're not just gonna leave out Vader. Speaking, Vader and Ben, or Vader and Ben could be these next two. I don't think that they're going to be the next Han Solo two. either. Oh, then Ben Solo's not on the list. No. Um, it's who else be, haven't we got yet? It's going to be Vader and Solo, right? Because th- they're Solo's not just going to not mention Darth Vader. It's going to be Han Solo, and then Babu Frick. <laughs> 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 no Vader. Either that or the the Millennium that's Falcon. That's my oldest friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually you know, See, I love that. that. That's the humor that one I like. Of those, that fucking part right yeah. there probably <laughs> made me laugh harder than anything in that fucking movie. Bet. He's my oldest friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile. Number okay, two, ready? Darth Vader. Okay. <sighs> okay, ready? Han Solo is going to be number one. It has to be. Scroll, yep. scroll, Han yep. Solo. Han Solo is ranked the number one favorite character. I'm not mad at number one. 
I like Han Solo. I can totally see that. I don't know about like number. He's not that interesting, but he's right. He's the comic relief. He's you watch Han Solo specifically in the OT, and it makes you feel good. You watch Han Solo in the Force Awakens, and it makes you feel like this is fucking Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I I'm cool with it. I'm cool with I'm cool with the number one choice, one through four. I guess five even. I'm okay with. One through five, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Vader, Han Solo. That's that's a solid top five. That's I mean it's subject to opinion, but yeah. I don't I don't think that's horrible. Mine's gonna be different though. <laughs> yeah. So okay, for next on. week's uh, rework, we have to do it based on these characters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um that's the, that would be the best idea. So that's the question that I have now is do you want to do this um uh do you want to do this in our personal favorite or do you want to do this in how we think the general public's favorites are because that's what i thought this was is that this is ranked based off of it is, like this is i guess what the general public is i think we should do our personal okay like with with the influence of like public pressure right so like I I I can't. Nah. No, listen. I can't put BB-8 in front of Obi Wan Kenobi. Then don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I even can't do even it. though we all know you secretly love BB-8 more than you love Obi Wan. Like, you don't even <sighs> gotta. You don't even gotta. I don't dislike BB-8. It's nothing against BB-8. What people BB-8's don't realize fun. is that you have a BB-8 tattoo on your shoulder, and no one's Jesus ever seen Christ. it. Yeah. No, that would yeah. be a cool. He's just though. he's just leaning forward. What if what ass. would you do if I pulled up and I had a BB-8 tattoo? I would like quit the podcast. About. I would quit the podcast. I would quit the podcast. I would go buy a lottery ticket immediately. It says they see me rolling. Oh, <laughs> how is that? That's a T-shirt. We have to do that. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay. got to be out there already. But if it's not, I'm we sure got to make that as a T-shirt. I feel like I've seen that at least like a meme or something. Um, okay, that'll be fun to rework though. I'm gonna see this. I gotta type it in. Images. Oh, it is a it's a sticker, yeah, with the Star Wars font that says "They see me rolling" and it's a picture of BB-8, and then there's a meme that says "They they see me rolling, they hating," yeah. But I could do it better than this. Oh, you 100 percent could, and I, these aren't Star Wars licensed. I, I like things, the one so. where it's wrapped around BB-8. Yeah, I see that one at the bottom. They see me rolling. I also like this other blatant tattoo one from Shirtoid on Pinterest. Uh, oh like yeah, the banner. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Americana, old school style tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Americana, but some of these are cool, man. They're pretty cool. Anyway, um, I might whip up a design regardless. Yeah, so that that'll be fun for next week to do thirty, the top thirty. So um, next week we're gonna get into our top thirty re ranks, and so we'll just go back and forth. My thirty, your thirty, or, or your thirty. Yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah, we'll go back and forth. We'll that, go back and exactly. forth, and then we're gonna do this 31 answers to the hardest star wars trivia questions in the galaxy so don't click this article no cheating no i won't i mean i, I we, pulled it up to have it ready yeah but I, I clicked it out um we should have done this for uh, episode 30 what the hell not 33 <laughs> oh well should've. maybe next time we start a podcast or 31 because it's 31 answers for our uh for our uh for our our pro wrestling podcast we'll do uh, our top 30 pro wrestlers yeah yeah, yeah. hell yeah that's funny hell yeah uh, well, tell them where they can find us. 
Man, if you're not already doing so, you can head over to their Only Legends on Instagram. It's the main hub of our show. It's where you're going to get all your show information. And I have, I'm have i going to be posting some fun stuff this week. I got stuff lined up. It's happening. Um, so by the time you're hearing this, there should already be a couple solid posts out there. I'm going to start posting some figures again because I have a stockpile of figures I haven't shown anybody yet. Um, so I'm excited to get those out there. Um, other than that, uh, if you're listening on any kind of platform, we're talking to you, Apple users, where you're, we can go in and rank and rate and review. Uh, if you can go ahead and shoot us that sweet, sweet five stars and go ahead and say something nice about us or something mean. I don't care what you say as long as you say something. Uh, but that, that star is really what, what you know is important, and it helps other people find the show. Um, and, you know, we're just two dudes hanging out, man. Come hang out with us by you participating and being like hey yeah five stars these dudes kind of go off topic they do this uh they look weird but i enjoy hanging out with them (laughs) that allows other people to find the show and come hang out with us it grows our community and it's all the good things man so if you're listening to a place that lets you do that if you can go ahead and do that that would be great uh other than that yeah what you got my man i got i got i got another podcast or two to talk about uh psych with travis yes. and tyler's never one stop yes, for bias and uneducated opinions and all things related to sports that we feel like talking about at the time uh travis and i have to record an episode uh coming up here soon but uh whatever the last title was called i don't remember it i still don't remember that shit um <laughs> but anyway yeah uh go check us out wherever you're listening to this podcast you can find me and travis talking about bullshit star wars stuff and probably making some vulgar comments uh over there wherever you're finding this one find that one s-i-i-i-k-e exclamation mark with travis and tyler also stay on the lookout for grease and go my nascar podcast it's not out yet um i started recording some stuff and then uh, i wasn't i wasn't so satisfied with it so i, I threw it out uh, also still waiting on my logo to show up uh, i Check got that folder. shit oh did you already throw some I, shit no in i started putting like samples oh. in there oh, okay. i only put a couple things i was like there, that'd be really irresponsible it. for you to just throw a logo in there and never tell me and just expect me to find it <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's a yeah. scrap bin, but you can go in and look and say, oh, I like this or I don't like this. So. Yeah. So if you're a NASCAR fan and you want to hear me, uh, talk about NASCAR you, you, in, in the near future, look for Grease and go. Um, other than that, fucking, yeah. Keep up the good work, Spencer. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're doing the damn thing. <laughs> we're doing the damn thing. Uh, we appreciate you listening as always. Uh, if you haven't checked out our bad batch review yet, go check that one out. That came out Sunday, Monday, one of those two. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe next week, once you've already listened to our Bad Batch review, you can, uh, I think two, oh, about a week or two would be enough time that you can give your input on what you thought. that last. And we'll talk about it on the next Bad Batch review because we'll get you yes, caught sir. up on it. Uh, anyway, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate your time. You don't have to pick us to, to, to drone out your day, but you do, and we appreciate it more than anything. So we hope you stick along for the ride. As always, we love you. May the force be with you. Peace.